The following presentation is brought to you by KMmedia.pro. Please visit KMmedia.pro for more information. Now stay right where you are as we present. Welcome to Positive Talk Radio, evolving ideas, one conversation at a time. Great guests, dynamic stories and interviews, plus new thoughts on a wide range of topics and concepts. I hope that you'll hang with me, Kevin McDonald, my friends, and of course, you, as together we work to understand why we are all here and what we can do to make our world a better place for all of us to be happy, be kind, and live in peace together. Yep, that's Positive Talk Radio. Afternoon, everybody. I got to tell you, I am really, really, did I say really excited about the guests that we have on this hour? I got to tell you, you know, in the opening, even in the opening, I say, you know, one of the major questions that we all have is why are we here? What are we here to do? Well, you know, Kayla Mason is somebody who can help answer those questions. Uh, and it's pretty dynamic what she's what she does. I, I, as an aside, I got to tell you, when I was uh, going through her bio, I was talking with Dana Parker, who's an intuitive life coach, and I said, "Yes, yeah, she does. She does something called human design." And and Dana said, oh, "Really, human design? Oh, that's just awesome! I, it's the newest thing. It's happening. Everybody wants to know about it and stuff like that." So. I said, well, then that's good that she's going to be on. She's also going to be on Friday at 1 o'clock Pacific time. And uh, we're going to be able to go take a deep dive. And and um, and Dana will be on the show with us. And and the, that will be – I'll just I'll just get to sit back and watch these two go. It'll, it'll be – but today we get to have the opportunity to interview Kayla by myself. So this is this will be fun. She's also done my chart which I don't know what it means yet, but she's going to tell us about it as, an, as a way, as an example of what it is. Kayla, first of all, welcome to the show. How are you? Thank you so much. I'm doing so well. That was such a beautiful introduction. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, you are, you are so welcome. You are, uh, I can tell just because we talked beforehand mm -hmm. and you have got incredible energy. You've got you've got a great smile. You're interested <laughs> in helping humanity, and uh, you're you're starting your own business, and is gonna and is going to go gangbusters, and you're gonna create some really exciting things in the world. So, uh, having said all that, uh, who <laughs> is Kayla? Tell us about yourself. Um, I am an intuitive human design coach. Um, and essentially what I do is help people figure out how to live the life that they actually want to be living rather than the one that they think they're supposed to live. Um, and another way that I like to discuss that is I'm here to show you, to help you live the life you were born to live rather than the one you were raised to live. That is, if you could, if you could help people with that, because we, we pick up a lot of garbage between the time that we're born and we're perfect when we're born. And then things just kind of happen along the way. And we pick up a lot of gunk and stuff and we end up yep. doing things in our lives that we really don't really want to do. And, and uh, so you're going to help us figure out 
how to live the purposeful life that you were designed to live. And by the way, then that becomes easy. You're in the flow. It becomes a really fun time for you. It absolutely does. Yeah. So that's essentially what human design is. Human design is the main tool that I use in my practice. And I use a lot of different things with my clients. But human design gives you an energetic blueprint of your DNA. So it's based on birth time and location. So it's similar to astrology, where you're using that exact birth time and location. So your human design never changes. Um, And essentially, it gives you a map that shows you what energy you create versus what energy you absorb from other people. So this is the space where we can begin to understand what you were born with, what you came here with, and the places where you're actually built to feel into other people and have probably picked up some conditioning from your parents, your siblings, society, and believe you're supposed to be living a different life than you were actually designed to live. Now, tell me if I am uh, cuckooville and in, and, in, and in the wrong place here, but when we talk about DNA, mm-hmm. I'm a firm believer that our DNA was created for us prior to us coming here so that we could do what our soul wants this life to produce. Am I close? Absolutely. So one of the big things with human design, and if you've ever looked up your human design chart, um, and Kevin, if you're looking at your human design chart right now, you'll notice that there are actually two lines of numbers Sometimes they're in the top corner in the charts that I use. uh, They're along the sides. Well, hold on. One of those lines. Hold on just a second because I'm going to share this screen so that people can see. Oh, awesome. Yes. Oh, perfect. Amazing. So when you look at those two lines of numbers, the numbers that are on the black side, on the right side, those are your conscious gates. So these are the things that are lined up with the moment that you were born. This is These will all line up with your astrology, the way that we uh, already understand the concept of the moment you were born, this is what was happening. The numbers on the left side are what we call your unconscious gates. And those are actually based on three months before you were born, which is, according to human design, the moment when your soul entered your body. Oh, 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 oh. And I, (laughs) yes. Oh, 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 teach, teach. Yes, Um, yes. (laughs) I I wanted to say that um, I'm a firm believer. A gentleman wrote a book, a couple of books. His name is... uh, um, uh, Michael Newton, and he wrote okay. he wrote Journey of Souls and Destiny of Souls, and he's a hypnotherapist, and he took people in deep hypnosis, and they actually could talk about what happened on the other side, and in the preparation for being born again, what he says is exactly what you just said, that that we um, we have the opportunity, we're in and out, but we really the the last trimester. Of, of our birth is when we really entered and started to do the design work 
that we were designing for ourselves. So I just wanted to point that out. So get Journey of Souls. It's really a remarkable book. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I, I haven't read that book, but it sounds phenomenal. Um, and I think one of the things that's so cool about human design in general is that it does encompass so many different ideologies. So when we're looking at this chart, um, I'll just give you a bit of an overview of what's happening here. The Your astrology based on human design matches up with the I Ching hexagrams. There are 64 hexagrams in I Ching and there are 64 gates in human design. So based on where your astrology was when the moment you were born and uh, based on where that astrology was, you were expressing certain gates from the I Ching. This is where all of those numbers come in. Then the chart itself, you can see is kind of loosely based on the chakra system. There are a couple chakras that were split off. So you have nine different energy centers, but it's similar to what you would experience in the chakra situation. The root center is like the root chakra. The sacral center is like the sacral chakra. Um, so that ideology comes in there. And then you have quantum physics, which comes in on the other side. And it's this concept of the way the chart is created in the first place is based on the neutrinos that were moving through your system during that moment when your soul entered your body and then the moment that you were born. Um, so all of these things, I think there's also a bit of the Kabbalah in there. There's a bit of genetics in there. All of these things came together. It wasn't somebody who said, hey, I'm going to take all this stuff and put it together. This came in as a divine download. So the man who came up with human design, um, he, he called himself Ra Uruhu after, uh, after he had this awakening, after he had this download. But essentially, he was a skeptic. He was a person who was not super interested in anything new age, anything divine. And this was in 1987 that this happened. And he had decided to go off grid. So he went to an island off the coast of Spain, went out into the middle of nowhere in a cabin by himself with his dog. Uh, not even any electricity out there. He just had oil lamps. And he gets back to his cabin one night uh, with his dog and there's a light on in his cabin. And he knew that he hadn't left any lights on because there's no electricity. He hadn't left an oil lamp burning. And he walked in and his spirit guides were there waiting for him and said, get to work. And the story is that he wrote for eight days and eight nights and had this divine download of the human design system, essentially being able to take all of this ancient knowledge and combine it with our newer scientific knowledge and put it into a space where humans are able to understand how their energy shows up before they have to be conditioned by the world around them. That's interesting. So the thing that it was originally created for was actually to help parents to parent the child they have rather than the child they think they're supposed to be parenting. Aha, that, that could change everything if people were to follow that because then it's not a matter of this is what you need to do you you need to be an athlete because I was an athlete and, and that's what then my dad was an athlete and so that's what we do rather than allow the child to develop 
and support that development regardless of what it is. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because there are so many things that if we had known beforehand, if we had known at a very young age, you know, oh, I'm not an energy type. Therefore, when I try to push myself to work constantly, I will burn out. If, if we had that information early on, then rather than being pushed into a hustle culture, being pushed into a society of people who think working harder is the way to accomplish, we would have been taught at an earlier age to trust our instincts, to learn how to work smarter, not harder, to know that there are that we're going to do things a little differently. And that's okay. We don't need to do everything the same way as everybody else. I have a question for you. And that is, can you, within this system, if, as an example, somebody is born with a disformity or somebody is born with a disease or something, can you, can you, does that show up in the chart as, as to why they were born with that and why it came into existence and what they're here to do? So the human design chart is something that is so insanely complex. There are so many things involved. Um, so I think because the way that what the chart tells us is not who we are physically or what we deal with physically. What the chart tells us is how we show up energetically. And the things that happen in our lives, the things that we, the, um, the things that we're up against, the things that are put in our path, the things that we are meant to deal with are just the way that we are able to express the energy that we bring with us. So if part of our journey is to learn how to live in a world that does not understand how to work with someone who has a disability, or maybe our, you know, a person with a disability, their, uh, their purpose might be to give a voice to a group of people who can't, who doesn't know how to be heard. So in that way, I believe that we are all put in our own paths the way we are meant to be, that there are no mistakes. And also that nothing is your fault. Nothing that happens to your life, to anyone else's life is, there is no blame. It's all about the way that, uh, that the energy is moving. It's all about the way the universe has this design, the way that a creator has created this space for us. So that blame is something that doesn't really, that doesn't really live in the world. So I think it has less to do with does a physical issue show up in the chart and more to do with how we utilize the energy surrounding that issue. That said, oftentimes when we experience a difficulty later on in life, when we create, say, a chronic illness within ourselves, when we experience certain uh, health problems, often it can be because we are trying to overuse energy that we do not actually create for ourselves. Ooh, explain that. So one of the big things that's so cool about human design is that it shows you where, what energy centers you absorb energy from. So, and each of these centers is based upon a, a, a certain energy concept, but it's also connected to certain parts of the body. So like, for instance, you have an undefined self-center. 
Um, the self center, which is that middle one, is part of the, one, the heart. The one in gray. Yes, the one in the middle that is not colored in. So the ones that are colored in in the chart are defined. And defined energy is where you create energy and you influence others with your energy. The spaces that are undefined, the ones that are not colored in, and this is anywhere you get a chart, um, the ones that are not colored in are places where you absorb energy from other people and then amplify that energy and reflect it back to them. So this is... So this is the kind of situation where, like, as a child, say, as a child, you were around someone who had a defined self-center, and maybe that person had a very uh, negative sense of self, then you might absorb that negative sense of self, believe that you are not worthy, and then reflect that concept back to that person which in turn would then make them feel like, oh my God, my child is now taking on all of my worst, all of the things that I hate about myself, whatever it is. So this is a space where uh, there is this possibility for absorbing things that do not serve us. There is also a possibility for understanding the way that other people work because we can feel how other people's energy are working in that space. So when you're with another person who has that energy, you're essentially using and feeling their energy. So if you are around a person who has that defined self-center, then you might be feeling like you have a sense of self in the same way that they do. The problem occurs when you start to identify with their energy because you can feel it. And then when you try to use that energy, that's when issues can arise in the parts of the body that are connected to these undefined energy centers. So it's my heart energy that is undefined. Yes, the 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 self-center is actually, it's connected to the blood. Um, it's also connected to the liver. So it's possible that, uh, if you have dealt with negative self energy coming in and feeling conditioned by a negative sense of self, then that could affect your ability to detox. It could affect your, uh, your ability to think like absorbing alcohol and being able to process it, those kind of things. So, yeah. So when, when you have, a, so like, I would like to not have that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, how do I how do I get rid of that? Can I? Yes. So the thing to the thing about undefined centers is it's about acknowledging that you do not need to feel defined in this area. So with an undefined self center, the question "Who am I and where do I belong?" is not actually a question that you need answered. It's not something that's necessary for you to feel aligned and to feel good and satisfied with your life. Okay, then if I don't feel satisfied with my life, does that mean I'm unsatisfied with it? (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, sorry, you got a little garbled there. What was the last thing you said? Oh, did, does it mean that if I'm don't need to be satisfied with my life, um, and does that mean I'm unsatisfied with it? No, not at all. It means that you create energy from other places. And that is where you find your alignment. It's not about, uh, it's not about your sense of self. For you, it's about your voice, for instance. You have uh, a lot of energy coming out of your throat center. Um, and that voice is connected to a, a defined will center. That's the little purple, the little uh, pink triangle. So you have a lot of willpower. You have the ability to ground into things that you know are important and to make them happen. So there are other things in your life that fuel you. So what happens with that undefined center is that is the space where you can make other people feel seen. And you don't need to latch on to ideas of sense of self, but you can make other people feel like they belong because you can understand how they need to feel in order to belong. So it's this kind is, of your superpower. This is fascinating. So <laughs> the undefined part of me, which is the heart, because mm -hmm. in my life I have learned that there are people, and I feel it, there are people that have either negative energy or or bad energy and i've i had i've i tend to stay away from them because i'm absorbing that energy and i don't wish to absorb it so i i tend to not not engage with them is that is that is that something that i would have learned is that a learned behavior over time so essentially you absorbing that energy that's how you are designed you are designed to feel the energy. The thing that you may have picked up is the concept that feeling that energy means that it's yours. Gotcha. So what's really happening is that when you feel that negative energy from somebody else, when you feel that those that concept of that uh, like negative sense of self coming off of somebody else, if you don't understand that you have the propensity to absorb another person's energy, you might think it's you. You might think, I feel like crap about myself. I'm not worthy. I don't know how to do anything. And then not understand that when that person leaves the room, you're allowed to let go of it. There uh, are... Go ahead. Yeah, no. So there's this concept that when the other person is in the room and the ways that we uh, are, I find that the, the, the two ways that I find that we are involved in energy is either being in the same room as someone, being in vicinity and being in their electromagnetic field or being in intention like we are right now, where I am here with you intentionally, even though we are not in the same space. So in this space, you are, I have a defined self-center. So you are currently feeling my defined self-center, which means that while we are here in this podcast, you might feel identified with my sense of self. Which is, what's in, go ahead. Yeah. What's, oh, what, I'm what's sorry, important, this is just fascinating to me. <laughs> so what's important there is that you acknowledge that while whatever you are feeling right now might be good, might be bad, might be wonderful, might be the worst thing you've ever felt, 
It is not yours and you don't need to identify with it. So when we leave the room and we're no longer in the same space, when that feeling goes away, you don't need to worry that it's left. You don't need to analyze, well, I felt that way before and now I don't feel that way anymore. How do, how do I get back there? Or how do I make sure I never go there again? You don't need to go there because you are built to let other people's energy flow through you in that space. Wow. That, not to that, hold on to it. That is, that is really fascinating stuff because that's also, it's like when I'm with someone like you, I can feel your energy. I can, and it's very positive and I feel very, very good. It's like when mm -hmm. I do a, a podcast that, that, or a radio show that people are really um, excited about and, and we are really meshing and things are going well. I feel the energy and I, and I keep it and I absorb it and I give it back. But then when it's over, I, I say thank you. And then it's, then that's, that's all I need to do. Right. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That is, that is just phenomenal. Now I wanted to ask you though, about the crown chakra, uh, which is yes. yellow. What, what yes. does that mean? Uh, so the crown in human design. So in the chakra system, it's very similar in human design. The crown is our connection to divine. It is uh, also one of the pressure centers. So in human design, we talk about uh, the root, which is the one at the very bottom, and the, the crown, which is the one at the very top, being the pressure centers, meaning that they are causing pressure. So there's pressure up here coming in from the divine. There's this concept of I need to I need to do things. I need to I need to create ideas. I need to be involved in inspiration. I need to be involved in divine intervention. Um, and then it, the root is the opposite. It's coming up from the earth. It's the I need to be grounded. I need to be solid. I need to I need to have the urgency to continue living. There's a lot of urgency in that root center. Um, but the crown, so the, the colors that are involved in this chart, they're not actually, they don't mean anything. Oh, okay. It's either okay. colored in or it's not colored in. So you have a defined crown, um, which essentially means that your concept of creating ideas, of being connected to divine, of being in flow with inspiration is something that you create within your own mind. So you bring that energy with you into every room that you go into. Wow. It's, you know, for those of you that are going, okay, now, wait a minute. You're saying that all this energy and stuff, there, it, it really is, there's a lot going on with us energetically, isn't there? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, we... I feel this myself, but this is also a concept in quantum physics, and you see it when. Oh, come on back, come on back, come on. The, the inter, the in. Okay, are we good? Okay, so yeah, when we we're came looking, back. okay, when we're looking at the way that electromagnetic energy shows up, we know that humans emit energy. Uh, other things like crystals, crystals also emit energy. I'm, I have all my crystals here. Um, so uh, one of the, the things that I talk about with human design is your electromagnetic field. So you have a field surrounding you kind of like your aura 
And everywhere you go, you are bringing this energy field with you. And based on what centers you have defined, what centers you have undefined, um, the way that your energy is showing up in your chart, other people are going to feel into your energy before you say a word to them. You could be standing next to somebody on the street who you've never met before and are feeling something coming off of them and don't even know. A, a great example of this, I'm a projector um, and uh, there are five different types. Projectors are, we're the wise guides of humanity um, and we're here to help other people organize their energy. And one of the things that happens as a projector is that when I put my attention on someone, they feel it immediately. It's like there is this cone of attention that comes out of my eyes. And when I put my attention on somebody, they immediately know that I'm looking at them. They feel it. And this is something that I, I didn't understand for a while, but it's like when I'll be like in the car and this has happened since I was a kid and I'd look over to the car next to me, nine times out of 10, the person in that car turns their head and looks at me <laughs> right in the eyes. So much so that I, I would start looking and then would stop and turn away because I could see they were about to look. And I was like, I don't want to look at the person in the car next to me. <laughs> Exactly. It could, it could be misinterpreted in some cases. Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But so we bring this energy with us wherever we go. And if you start to be cognizant of it, if you start to let like to, to just even put a little concept in your mind, what if, what if my energy did affect the people around me and just kind of start to notice. And I, I guarantee you will find that like, if you're in a bad mood, perhaps, and you walk into a room and everybody else suddenly is in a bad mood or doesn't know if they want to talk to you. That's your energy acting in a certain way. There are so many different ways that our energy shows up. And with human design, we learn how not only to understand what energy we bring into a room, but to understand how we can, can use that energy to our, uh, to our advantage to be able to figure out how to live in a beneficial space with it. You know, I don't know if you uh, uh, ever ride on a bus. Do you ever ride on a bus? I, I, I have in the past, not recently, but I have. <laughs> I learned in my 12 years of driving a bus, and I've said this on the podcast before, is that I could affect the mood of the entire bus based upon my interaction with them and how I presented myself energetically. So I could make the entire bus into a real relatively happy place, even amongst the homeless and the drug addicted and all that stuff. Or I could turn it into a really crappy experience for everybody. And, uh, and I could feel that. Um, so that's what you're talking about isn't it? Absolutely. Absolutely. And when we look at your chart specifically, so your chart is, uh, I've actually only ever met one other person who only has one undefined center. So you are, you are a, a, a unique bird. Um, so having so much defined energy in your chart means that you bring a lot of energy with you into whatever room you go into. And that does give you a bit of responsibility because you are bringing this energy everywhere you go and exactly what you're talking about there. So that means that when that person gets on the bus, if we're looking at these, you know, your other centers and the way you can affect people, anything that you say 
to anybody is going to affect the way that they feel, is going to affect the way that they believe that they're allowed to do things. You also have a motor to your throat, which uh, essentially means that when you speak things out loud, they become the truth. So if, and this is like, this is one of those with great power comes great responsibility. Oh, no kidding. Moments. Um, but when you are in a space, so if you were on that bus and somebody walked on the bus and you said, you know, I hope you're having a great day. You saying that out loud and having that person hear it is essentially the universe saying to that person, I hope you're having a great day. Why don't you go have a great day? You have that kind of power with the energy that you bring into the space. So when we take responsibility for the energy that we bring into a room, it's not just a matter of, okay, where do I have to make sure I'm not hurting other people? It's how do I affect the world? What can I do? What can I do that makes me happier, that makes everybody else happier? And it kind of gives you this freedom to be in the higher vibration of your own energy. Now, you said you were a projector. Is that, is that, what, what, what are I? So you are a manifesting generator. Um, so if we, I'll, I'll give you a, a, a little description of the five types in human design. Um, yeah, that'd be good. Just so you are aware. Um, so this chart is from uh, Karen Curry Parker. She does quantum human design. So she's actually someone who worked with Ra, who worked with the original person. Um, and she decided to change some of the verbiage in order for it to be more high vibrational. She works a lot with the power of language. So you'll see on here that there are a lot of, uh, it'll say one thing and then say something else in parentheses. I usually use the uh, the traditional human design verbiage, but I like to go back and forth because there are some things that she uses that are just fun. <laughs> um, so for you, your type, which when we look over to the side here, you are a manifesting generator, or as Karen Curry Parker would call you, a time bender. Um, so manifesting generators... <laughs> are essentially people who are able to do all sorts of things. You are the quintessential multitaskers. You often have 15 different projects going on at once. Um, it is literally a part of your design to skip steps, mess up, and have to go back and do it again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, and you have that powerful motor to your throat, which means that you can speak things into existence. So you have the power to, for instance, say to a group of people, why don't we do this thing? Why don't we set up this cool thing that I've just thought of? And they'll say, okay, great. What should I do? And then everyone can get to work. Manifesting gen generators make great uh, project managers. <laughs> um, because yeah. I, I was a I was in the restaurant business for a long time and I was really, really good at managing people and working yep. with people. Oh, a hundred percent. You absolutely would be. <laughs> <laughs> that, um, so you could use this for employment too. No, I'm just kidding. No. Honestly, I think that human design should be utilized in the same way that like systems like the uh, what's that what the DISC, the disc system all of these it's like a personality system that they utilize in the workplace i think human design would be super helpful in the workplace 
we, you know, it's interesting. And, um, because I took one of those tests when yeah. I was, I was working for the Doubletree and I was a bartender and I'd been in management with Denny's years before, but, uh, and they said, well, we want you to take this test to assess your abilities in certain areas. And, uh, so, and it's turned out to be absolutely spot on. It was, they said, as a salesperson, I'm in the top 50%. Um, and which, which makes perfect sense. I'm not a great salesperson, but I care and, and stuff. So, so, and, and people, uh, believe me when I tell them something, because I, I never lie. I try really hard not to ever lie. Um, but they, but then they said, uh, as far as management capabilities, they said, we've never had anybody get the first question or the first, the most, the, the best answer of all the questions, except I got, all of them, the first answer, one of them was the second answer. And they said, we've never had anybody test like that. So it's like, <laughs> so that's, that's when I knew that that was, that was a skill set that I had and it shows up in my chart. Yes, it does. It absolutely does. Yeah. It's amazing. It's it, and actually the fact that you are a good salesperson also is in your chart. You have what I like, what I call the channel of enterprise. Um, it's the line that's going between the little pink triangle and the brown triangle over to the left. Um, listed on the side, it's listed as uh, the channel of alignment or surrender. This is a channel that you have the understanding of how to of how things need to be put together in business. You understand the way that things need to go from being created to being sold. And you have a very keen sense of what is going to be a good thing to be involved in and what is something that is not necessary for you to be involved in. Unless that undefined center, which is in, then I take on, I have the ability to take on somebody's energy that, uh, that might not serve me well. And, and then I can make decisions based on this is this is really fascinating stuff i gotta tell you yeah this is is really cool first of all if somebody wants to get a hold of you how do they do that oh absolutely um right now the best way to get in touch with me is through instagram i'm uh underscore kayla underscore mason on instagram um and yeah and start there send me a dm check out some of the stuff i'm doing i'm I'm currently doing uh, one-on-one coachings, and I'm also in the process of creating a group program course, um, as well as a few meditation courses that I'm starting to incorporate. So when is the website coming? Uh, I actually have a website, uh, but it, uh, it's you can totally check out my website. It's just a little <laughs> hard to. It's kaylacare.liveeditaurora.com. I haven't gotten the... I haven't gotten the good URL yet. <laughs> well, that's that's a coming. That that's a coming. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, it's you know I got to tell you, and, and I'm so glad you're going to be on the show again this Friday at one o'clock yeah. Pacific. Uh, so if you if you miss this one, if you pick it up tonight or tomorrow, she'll be on live again on on because this is this is just fascinating stuff. I I wanted to ask you though. You said in and I don't. I don't have it up, but but you said something about radical or not radical, but something that was unique. Um, what was that? What are you talking about? Radical self acceptance. That's the one. 
So I, I teach what I call radical self-acceptance, um, which is essentially when you learn about your chart and when you learn the way that you are made to show up here, it gives you permission to love who you are because you're not going to change. And the best thing that you can do is to ground into this, the amazingness of who you are. So radical self-acceptance to me means radically accepting everything about who you are. All of the things that you may have previously judged as bad or as societally unfit, um, all of the things that people praise you for, all of the things that you uh, have been scared of, and all of the things that you already feel like you understand but are now seeing in a totally new light. Everything all together. And that is radical self-acceptance. So that's one of the big things that I focus on in my sessions and in my practice. That is a whole brand new story that you get to tell yourself. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because most of the time, the story, <laughs> mine suspiciously sounds like my mother in the background. Um, <laughs> yeah, she's passed yeah. on. You know, she's passed on now, but she had, and and I was just thinking about my undefined part again, mm -hmm. which was she had the ability to, um, even if I did something extraordinarily well, to point mm -hmm. out what I didn't do as well or could have done better. So consequently, rather than feeling good about what I did, and she could have phrased it in a way that said, man, that was outstanding, but next time you could even make it better. If you do this rather than doing that, she said, no, you screwed this part up. She didn't bring up the good part. So consequently, as I grew up, um, it was always the negative. And that's I think that's why I'm so positive now is I've rejected that wholly and, and completely. But it still comes to roost every now and again. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's a huge thing that I deal with with my clients. And I think that's why I say that it's I'm helping you to be the person you were born to be, not the person you were raised to be. Because so often what we find is that the things that people are struggling with come from the way that they were parented. And oftentimes it has nothing to do with the parent being, being uh, manipulative or being malicious in any way. The parent was just doing the best that they could. They were parenting the way that they knew to parent. But because of the way that you take in information, because of the way that you absorb things, you heard it in a totally different way than they meant it. So, and, and we and can she, learn, we can, we can work she, to decondition that. Yeah. And she had, she, she had totally forgotten all about that. But for me, it's something that you carry around with you um your whole life and we all do that I, and i like to tell a story about a six-year-old boy when i was six that uh said to me uh get lost uh, we were playing together and he got tired of me and he said get lost well he was six years old but that's something that you carry around with you because mm -hmm. i'm not good enough i yes. he told me to get lost but he, this was a six-year-old child who said that yeah and, you know yeah. I, I actually recently realized that one of the biggest things that I was struggling with, uh, a, I can't remember exactly what the wording was, but it had something to do with self-worth. One of the biggest things I was struggling with was tied to this memory of not being invited to a girl who I thought she was my best friend to her birthday party. And the, the story was that I, I went to her house, I stopped by to, uh, to just to say hi, 
her sister was friends with my sister. Uh, So we all went together and I knew her birthday was coming up. She was about to turn nine years old. And I asked her, so what are you doing for your birthday? And this is someone who I'd been friends with since I was a baby. So I hadn't learned, I, I had learned that family was unconditional. Love was unconditional. That's what I knew as a child. And she says, oh, sorry, I could only invite 11 people. So I didn't invite you to my birthday party. And I was gutted. I mean, it was like, I don't actually remember what happened in the moment. I feel like I probably kept it together and uh, had a, you know, continued to play with her. And then we went home and whatever, unless I blocked that part out and just don't remember it at all. Um, But when I got home, I cried my eyes out. And I am a person who only cries when there are very, very big things happening for me. And that made an impact. And suddenly I learned that I cannot show my true self. I can't be who I truly am because I won't be accepted for who I am. I need to figure out how to fit in. And it was from that point that I started to try to figure out how to fit in. Um, And when we look at my human design, I have a defined self-center and I have a gate that I like to call the gate of the unicorn, which essentially means that I'm here to march to the beat of my own drum. So everything that I've tried to do to fit in was totally against my design and I've been working against myself. For all this time. For all this time. And now you're embracing yourself. I'm embracing myself. Absolutely. There's a reason that I'm on here. I've been working on visibility. I've been working on really, I think that there's been a part of me for a while that is afraid of being judged for being in this space. And so being on a podcast like this one, talking to someone like you, who is so open to everything that I do is so healing (laughs) Because it's the kind of thing where I am a, I have very keen intuition. I'm very intuitive. When I work with my clients, I'm working mostly on intuition. Human design came to me through a friend of a friend and it landed in my lap and all of the things. But the way that I really work with people is intuitively. And the idea that what I do is something that nobody can see, that nobody can prove with numbers or degrees or whatever is something that I've struggled with a lot. So I'm working on my visibility on being able to be in places like this without, without letting the fear that someone might say, oh, but what if that isn't real? Get in the way of me making sure that the things that I'm here to give the world get out there. Because one of the things that I have been told by my human design coach and one of the things that I tell my clients as well is that you're, you are here to share your gifts. And being selfish is oftentimes not sharing your gifts. If you are not showing yourself to the world, that is just as selfish, if not more so, than you know, like keeping yourself hidden in case you might offend somebody else. But at the same time, when you're going through that journey, You'll come out the other side when it's time for you to come out the other side, and and then exactly. you can then you can shine. Exactly. And, and it's it's you know. By the way, I have to tell you, I interview a lot of folks. Yeah, uh, you're very good. 
you've, oh. got, you've got wonderful energy. Um, you so I know much. you're you're talking about building your own podcast. I wholeheartedly support that as long as I can be a guest. And you will it, be a guest. <laughs> <laughs> and and I want to support you in that. And I really want to support you in this work because what people need to understand is we are all energetic beings having a physical experience. Yes. And when my when I, I like to I like to call my body a a uh, my, my my first car was a '67 Fury Three Plymouth, the Plymouth <laughs> Fury Three, and it's it's long gone now. But when when this body's done, I continue, and uh, but I'm not going to be done and yet not yet because I got I got a lot more to do and to support people like you. Does that does that say that? By the way, I just want to point out that the shape of that human being looks remarkably similar. Anyway. Um, <laughs> I want. I wanted to just ask you. Um, in my chart, is this the work that I should be doing, supporting people like you? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I. Do you want me to read what I read to you earlier? Uh, yes, please. Yes. Okay. So, um, one of the the thing that I like to to give to my clients when we are really starting out, there's the two numbers at the very top of the chart when we're looking at those lines the black line and the red line are the numbers that show up in the sun sign during the moment of your birth and then that moment three months before when your soul entered your body so these two things are considered the core of your life's purpose and for kevin he has gate 47 and gate 45 the point after it is a totally different thing we would get into that at a, at a later date. Um, but the first number is the gate. And I have this lovely, I was talking about Karen Curry Parker earlier. She has a, a description of all of the gates in their highest energetic perspective. So I read to Kevin and I'll read to you now what his life purpose gates are. So his conscious life purpose gate is mindset to engage in hopeful, inspired thoughts, no matter what is going on around you, to use inspiration as a catalyst for calibrating emotional frequency and the heart. And then your unconscious uh, sun gate, so this is the, the unconscious part of your life purpose, is distribution. The ability to understand that knowledge <laughs> Knowledge and material resources are powerful and to know how to use both as a path of service that sustains others and helps others grow their own abundant foundation. Wow. I guess I, guess <laughs> I, I, guess I am kind of doing the right thing then. I, I think you're doing exactly the right thing. And I think it makes a lot of sense that you didn't come into this space of your unconscious understanding of need to distribute until later on in life, because that's something that happens a lot is that our unconscious energy lies dormant until we allow the unconscious to become conscious. Um, and that actually, uh, there's a, a quote from Carl Jung that I've, I've utilized in some of my, when we were dealing with shadow work, uh, Carl Jung said that until the, until the unconscious becomes conscious, it will rule your life and you will call it fate. Oh, yes, indeed. Well, you know, I, I, I used to believe in fate. I don't anymore. 
Um, I, I think that what you are, what we are all here to do, number one, <clears throat> I enjoy the uh, universe's sense of humor because if you say no, they'll figure out a way. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so if you say, no, I can't do that, they'll, they'll make it, you know, I know I need to keep this job because I need to make uh, a lot of money. It's like, no, well, then you're going to fall and hurt yourself. And then mm-hmm. you're going <laughs> to... You know, and people were people were amazed that I took it when because I was moving into where I live now and I fell and tore my rotator cuff. And I mean, when I tore it, I tore it the whole thing completely away from the bone. And um, and so I had to have surgery to put that back together. And then I was babysitting my son's dog at eight weeks and I fell again and tore up my tricep on my right arm or left arm and had to have that operated on and I couldn't get up. So I had to, I had to scoot over to the, to the table to get my phone. And then I called 911 and said, you've probably heard this before, but I've fallen and I can't get up. And uh, so she, she laughed and, but all the way through people were saying, Oh, that poor man, he's got both of his arms were, and it's like, no, this is a gift from God. This, this is really is, and everything, everything lined up. I know this will surprise you, but everything lined up exactly the way it was supposed How the best outcome for me to be able to do what I'm doing today happened because of that. Yep. A hundred percent, hundred percent. And so that, and that's why you came into my life and I'm so glad you did. Um, and, and this is, this is, this is really cool. You deserve to be world famous. Thank you. <laughs> Your gifts are such that you deserve and and not and not so that you can walk down the red carpet and not so that you could but it's because I believe that in now in your chart service is a big deal, correct? Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting in my chart you and I actually have the same profile. We're both two fours. Um, if you look over to the side, you'll see there's a section where it says profile two and four. Um, so it's interesting because having that four line puts us in service, puts us in service of others. But having the two line makes us uh, makes us very good at things, but also an individual. And the fact that we have the two coming before the four means that our purpose here is actually to live in our own individual self to shine our individual light, but to allow our expression of individuality to be in service of others. So essentially we are here to show other people what is possible. I actually had an employer one time that said, you know, I got to tell you, you're not a very good employee. Uh, (laughs) I've I've heard that. (laughs) (laughs) Because he said, you don't follow directions very well. And I said, well, I have to follow my heart. I do apologize for that, but that's just the way it goes. By the way, Kayla Mason has been our guest. And tell us again how to contact you. Um, You can find me on Instagram. I'm underscore Kayla underscore Mason. And if you want to go to my website and you want to uh, take in all of this information, I'm hoping Kevin will put a link somewhere. Right now, my website is kaylacare.com live edit aurora.com and you can get some information on there as well 
if you can send me that link so that I can email it to me so that I can, well, wait a minute. Well, no, email it to me so that I can, I can put it out there. And Absolutely. I will do that. You know, I, I hate to do this, but I got another podcast to do in four minutes. I, but I could talk to you for another hour. maybe two. <laughs> I could talk to you forever. Absolutely. Let's, let's you're, do you're, it again on Friday. You're going to at one o'clock, <laughs> one o'clock Pacific, go to your YouTube channel or my YouTube channel and, and, and do that. So, um, Kayla, it's been Kayla Mason has been our guest, by the way, we have the same initials. So I think that's telling. And, yes. uh, and thank you so much. You have been just, you're just phenomenal. This hour has gone too fast. Oh, thank you so much, Kevin. Thank you so much for having me on here and for being such a gracious host. I'm so excited to stick around and to hang out again. Awesome. And Dana Parker will be with us and you're going to blow her socks off. So Yay. hold on. Wait right there. I'll be right back. Thanks for enjoying this episode all the way to the end. Please give us a like and subscribe to this channel. This has been a production of KMmedia.pro. Please visit our website, oddly enough, named KMmedia.pro for more details about us and our mission, which is to provide great positive programming designed to inspire us all. I'm Kevin McDonald, and I'm proud of these shows, and I truly hope that you'll like them and share them with friends and family. So on behalf of our entire team, remember... Be kind to each other because each other's all we've got. We'll see you next time.